The very thing that you're afraid of is what you get to experience, the thing you're trying to avoid. And it's your fear that guarantees that you're going to experience it, experience what you're afraid of. You know, in the book of Job, in the Bible, it says, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me, and what I dreaded has happened to me. Hi, I'm Liam Naden, and welcome to my podcast, Let Yourself Off The Hook. As someone who has studied success for decades, I have found the formula for achieving your dreams and goals. And it's all to do with how you use your brain. Each week on my show, I will provide you with the tools, resources, and expertise to utilize your brain to its ultimate potential and remove the barriers to your success. And as you will discover, true success in every area of your life only comes when you let yourself off the hook. As we start this podcast, I'd like you to stop and have a think for a moment about your life and the way it is. The good, the bad, the problems you're facing, the frustrations, the stresses you're dealing with in your life right now. And have you ever asked yourself, why is it that there are things in my life that I don't want, that I don't like? Why do I have problems? Why do I have the stress and frustration that I do? Why isn't my relationship the way I'd really like it to be? Why don't I have the time to do all the things that I want to do, the freedom to do the things I want to do? Why don't I have enough money? Why is my business not working as well as it could? Why aren't I reaching my goals? Well, you know, I used to wonder these things for years, why I had all these frustrations and problems in my life. And I did everything I could to try and replace what I didn't want with what I did want. But I never really got there. And lots of my goals, I simply didn't reach them. A lot of my problems I never managed to fix. Sometimes I thought I'd fix them and they, they kept coming back, perhaps in a different form. And I never really got rid of all my stress, all of my frustration. Sure, there were brief times when I, I felt, felt good. But a lot of the time, most of the time, there were problems. And I always had this uneasy feeling when I didn't have problems, well, perhaps there were more problems just coming around the corner. And of course they did. And I never really felt in control because I never was in control. And the reason I wasn't in control is because I didn't really understand what it is that allows you to be in control of your life. In other words, what you really need to have and the way you need to be living to be in control. And I didn't understand the real truth, which is, you're not in control of your life, your brain is. You're not in control of your life, your brain is. So just like you're not in control of your heart beating or of your breathing, but your brain is, and you're not in control of the weather or gravity or other things like that, there's something else in control. There are natural forces. There's something beyond your conscious awareness that's in control, not only of the world around you, but of your life as well and the way you operate. And when it comes to your brain, there's a natural way that your brain is designed to be used. It's designed to make you successful because success is your purpose on a biological level. And the good thing is that when you understand this, 
when you understand how your brain works and how to use it, you can allow it to do its job of bringing you what you want and making you avoid and not have in your life what you don't want. But if you don't know how it works, if you don't know how to use it the right way, you're going to end up with the opposite. So you're getting what you don't want and you're not getting what you do want simply because you're using your brain the wrong way. You're not allowing it to do its job of creating the best life for you. So the million dollar question is, all right, the real question is, what am I doing wrong? How do I use it the right way? How am I using it the wrong way? How do I correct it? How do I stop sabotaging my own success? Well, this is what we're going to talk about in this podcast episode. It's a really deep subject. And really answering that question, how can I stop sabotaging myself and achieving real success? This is the question that I've been attempting to answer through the last few years of my life, through research, study, testing. It's really the foundation of all my work today, including my courses and programs, which really contain answers to these questions in much greater detail. But while we don't have time in this podcast episode to go into all of the detail, what we can look at are some of the fundamental reasons why you're using your brain the wrong way and why you're getting what you don't want, why it's creating negative effects in your life. And here's the number one reason. The number one reason why you get in your life what you don't want and you don't get what you do want is because of your fears. Your fears. And I'm hearing you say, oh, what fears? What fears do I have? It's the fears that are the undercurrent of what you're worried about, that are causing you to feel worried. They're the effects that you think that certain things in your life are going to have on your future. So fear and the emotions it causes, which are worry, stress, anxiety, frustration, they have a definite and pronounced effect on the way your brain works. And unfortunately, it's an effect that ensures, literally guarantees, that you're going to continue to get more of what you don't want, and it's going to block you from getting what you do want. But without getting into the detailed science behind it, which we don't have time for here, let's think about this from a practical point of view. So have a think about something that you're stressed and worried about in your life right now. A problem that you're dealing with. A big problem. Maybe your relationship, your marriage, isn't going as well as you would like. Maybe you're having big problems there with communication. The intimacy is not where you want it to be. You're just not on the same page as you used to be. And you're having arguments and disagreements and conflict all of the time. And you can't figure out why. It's just not the way you want your marriage to be. Or it could be in your career or your business or your financial situation. You've got these problems. You're not doing the things you really want to be doing. You're not getting the results you want. Things aren't flowing smoothly. You're struggling. So focus on one of the problems, say the major problem that, or issue that you're facing in your life, and think about what's really going on in your mind that's causing you to feel worried, stressed, frustrated about that problem. 
In other words, when you're thinking about the problem, what are you worried about specifically? And isn't it true that whatever it is that's making you feel bad, whatever you're worried about, is something that you think is going to happen, or probably will happen, as a result of the problem? Or of not fixing the problem? So for instance, if you're not happy in your relationship, if you're having problems there, when you think about your relationship, what makes you frustrated and stressed and worried and sad is the thought that in six months, a year, down the track, you might not have that relationship and you'll be really sad. Or you'll still have all the problems and stress. You still won't have the intimacy. You still won't have the love that you really want in your life. You won't have the joy and happiness that you think a relationship should bring you. And that makes you feel sad and frustrated and stressed and afraid that that's what the future holds for you. And again, if you don't have enough money or you're struggling with financial issues or, or your business isn't going right or your career's not going as well as you would like it to, isn't it true that you're worried about the future? That you'll never get on top of your problem there, that you will always have financial worries. You won't be able to do the things that you want to do. You won't have freedom. You won't have joy and excitement and fun times. You won't have that nice home and all of the nice things, the travel, the experiences, the things that you want to do in your life. You won't be able to do those things unless you fix this problem. So this problem, the fear of the future, the consequences, is keeping you feeling sad and afraid and frustrated. You're worried that that's what the future holds for you. So what's actually going on is it's the fear of what do you think the consequences of this problem will be, of not being resolved, that's what's making you feel bad. And what this really means is it's, it's not the situation itself so much that's making you feel bad, it's your fears about it. It's what you think it means what it means for you right now, but also what it, it means for your future. Now really think about this for a moment, because this is so important. The conclusion is, it's not the problem that's the problem. It's how the problem is making you feel. And it's making you feel bad because you have fears attached to the outcome of this problem. Now again, you might be thinking, okay, Liam, I can accept that. I hear what you say, but so what? Of course my problem if I don't fix it. Of course it's going to mean bad things for my future. Or it probably will. So my, in fact, I can't see that it wouldn't. If I don't fix this problem, my, I'm going to have all sorts of other problems and it's not going to be a happy life for me in the future. I need to fix this. And although you say that the future won't be happy unless you fix this problem, unless you deal with it right now, you don't know that for sure, do you? I mean, for instance, if you have financial problems, you don't know for sure that someone might come along tomorrow and give you a million dollars and say, I'm a long lost relative, here's a million dollars. You don't know that that might happen. It's a possibility, maybe a faint possibility, but it is a possibility. So you don't know for sure that all of the bad things that you expect will happen if you don't fix this problem in the future are going to happen. You don't know that for sure. But of course, although there's a possibility that some miracle might happen that would, or some unexpected event or a person or, a, or some new information might come along that would mean that problem would get resolved, 
that's not what you're focused on. You're not focused on the possibility of a good outcome. You're focused on the near certainty of a bad outcome. But the thing I used to be puzzled about for a long time, and it's a really good question to ask, is if you don't know for certain that something bad is going to happen, why would you focus on the negative? Why wouldn't you open yourself up for the possibility that something good might happen as a result of what's going on right now? Why would you allow these fears to control you and to make you feel bad right now? Not good, not enjoying quality of life. Why would you allow that to happen? Because here's the thing, once you understand the effect of fear, you realize that fears not only make you feel bad, but they have a definite negative effect on your ability to actually get past the problem, to solve the problem. And this is why it's the consequences of your fear that make fear the problem and that keep giving you what you don't want and preventing you from getting what you do want. Here are some of the negative effects or reasons why they keep, you, keep giving you what you don't want. And the first one is they keep you stuck. Your fears literally keep you stuck. Because what happens when you're worried and anxious and, and fearful and stressed about a problem? Well, one of the things you do is you keep trying to find an answer. You're analyzing everything that's going on. You're gathering more information. Say it's in your relationship. Every time your spouse or your partner says something or does something, you're analyzing it. What does that mean? What could I do differently to improve this situation? How could I make things better? What do I need to do in, right now? They've done something. What should I do in response? They've said something. What should I say? I need to work it all out. Maybe I need to go and get some information and spend some time figuring it out, trying to figure out what the other person is thinking, why they're thinking that way. So you're busy analyzing, gathering all of this information, trying to figure all this stuff out. And what happens? What does it really do? All it does is keep you stuck. You stay confused. You're overwhelmed. It's, it's like too much information. You can't process all of this. And you just stay stuck. And the problem doesn't go away. And you might say something or do something which makes things worse. So this state of confusion and overwhelm that you have when you have a problem and you're trying to fix it and you're really worried about it and frustrated and determined you've got to fix this problem for you to be happy, it's keeping you stuck. And one way to know that, a good example, is to think about have you ever been in a situation where maybe a friend or a relative or someone you know pretty well has a big problem? And you can see the answer totally clearly what they should do to solve the problem. But they can't see it. And they come to you and, or you're just talking to them and they say, you know, I'm not happy in my marriage. Or I'm not happy in my business. This employee, he's not performing well. Or this part of my business isn't working well. Or the job I'm in, I'm not happy with my career and the way, I'm, way things are going. And you can see what they should do. And you say to them, look, you're in the wrong marriage. You're with the wrong person. Or everything you're doing, if you do that, it's only going to upset them. Stop upsetting them. Or change your job. Get rid of your business. Get rid of that employee who's not right for the business. But here's the interesting thing. You can see clearly what they should do, 
but they can't. And they come back, when you say this, with all of the reasons why that's not a good idea and why it wouldn't work and why their idea of persevering with the problem is a better, better approach. And the funny thing is, they're the ones with all the information. They're the ones who've spent all of the time analysing, trying to figure out what to do. They have far more information than you do about the problem, but you can see the answer and they can't. And that's because focusing in a state of fear, frustration, which they're in, but you're not, that's what's keeping them stuck. In a state of overwhelm, confusion and frustration. And of course, what's the real difference between how they feel about their problem and how you feel? They have a fear of the consequences. They're worried about the future. But you're not, because it's, it's not your future, but you can, you can see clearly what their future could look like, that it could be so much better, because you're not worried about it. So what else happens when you're in a state of fear, frustration, anxiety, stress and worry? about your life, about a problem. Apart from it keeping you stuck and frustrated and overwhelmed and confused and unable to see the right things to do, the other thing it does is it ensures that you keep doing the wrong things. Because of all this analysis and all this trying to come up with the answers, trying to figure out what to do, you find you just keep doing the wrong things despite all of that. And you look at yourself and you look back when something doesn't go the way you expected, you start off by thinking, right, well, my, that person said that. What do I need to do about it? I need to analyse the way the situation is now and do this. I've come to the conclusion I should act in this way. So you act in that way and, it, and you get a negative reaction. So a good example is, say, your wife or your husband, you're not getting on so well, and you think, well, what I need to do is I need to show them love and affection. So you come home, home one day and you give them a gift and you say, I love you. And the reaction isn't what you expect. It doesn't improve the situation. In fact, very often it has the opposite effect. Instead of your spouse feeling loved, they feel manipulated. They're thinking, we're not getting on well in our relationship, and you come and tell me that you love me and you bring me some flowers. That's almost like you're not listening to how I'm feeling and what I've been telling you, that things aren't going well. You can't just paper over the cracks by doing that and expecting everything will be fine again. So we do the wrong things when we're stressed and frustrated. And we're in this reactive state. And sometimes we think, I don't know if it'll work, but I've just got to do something to move things along. I can't just stay here stuck. I'll just do it. And sometimes we know deep down that it's probably the wrong thing, but we hope it will work out. We hope it will give us a good, re good result, but it doesn't. It's the same when you're in the, the wrong job or a part of your business isn't going well or you're, you're not doing the things that you like in your life. You try to force solutions. So maybe you've got, maybe you're in the, in the wrong career, but you're trying to force it to work for you. And why do you do that? Because you're afraid that you won't find a better career somewhere else. That if you just left that position or even if, if you have a business, even if you sold your business or, or got rid of part of your business, you have a fear that something better won't come along. So all this trying to force it to happen, force things to happen, whether it's a relationship, a business, your financial situation, trying to force a solution, all it does is, is make things worse. 
It gets you doing the wrong things. It keeps you stuck and confused and unable to see the right thing to do. And sometimes you can see the right thing, but you're too afraid to do it. And that's the other problem with fear, that instead of getting you to do the wrong things, sometimes, very often, it makes you do nothing. You stay frozen in your fear, and you just do nothing. So you might try and avoid the problem. You might try and distract yourself with other things. You know, sometimes people, if they know they should be working on a particular aspect of their life, they, they try to make themselves feel better by, by setting a goal in a different aspect. So instead of focusing on their business, for instance, or their financial situation, or educating themselves or becoming a better person to, to find a career, they say, well, I'm going to go and get fit or, or, or go on some training exercise to avoid the real issue, the real problem in their life. So they avoid the problem. That's one of the things we do when we're, when we're afraid about it. We just try and avoid it. We try and shut it out of our mind. And we also try to think positive. We, we try and convince ourselves, well, it's not really that big of a problem. And of course, everyone has problems and I need to deal with it. And it'll sort itself out and I will make it happen. I will find a solution. It's going to be good. You don't really believe that. It doesn't make you feel really deep down any better. And it certainly doesn't get you doing the things that are really going to solve that problem. But it's a way of avoiding the truth, which is there are things that you need to do. And you need to get over your fear of the consequences so that you do the right things. And that's what happens as well, isn't it? As I mentioned earlier, deep down sometimes you really know what you should do. You know that employee is the wrong person for the job. But you're afraid of letting them go because it's so, so difficult to find a replacement. Or you have no way of knowing that you will find anyone any better. Or you've spent so much time and money investing in that person that you don't want to do what you think is throwing that all away. I've worked with people who've had a very successful business that they've built themselves, but they absolutely hate it. It used to give them pleasure, but it doesn't give them pleasure anymore. And because they're afraid, because they're, they have these fears that they don't know what else they would do, they don't know any other way to maintain their lifestyle or to achieve any level of satisfaction in their life, because they don't know any of that, they hang on to it. And what happens? They create more problems. They keep trying, they keep trying to make it work. They gather more information. They try different things, but they're avoiding the fundamental problem, which is they're no longer suited to that business. It's no longer right for them. Very similar about relationships as well, isn't it? So they carry on with the business or with the relationship. And they keep trying because they're afraid that if they were to let go, they wouldn't be able to have a lifestyle somewhere else that would give them the pleasure that they're really looking for, that a lifestyle that they'd really enjoy. And of course, the real irony is that they're not having the lifestyle that they really enjoy anyway as they're dealing through this, as they're living with this problem. And as I said earlier, this, happened, this has happened to me. A, a few years ago, I built from scratch a very successful business. And as I was building it, I absolutely loved it. But there came a point when things changed and I no longer enjoyed it. It was as if I felt I'd done everything I really wanted to do with that business. And I came to really dislike and not enjoy being there. 
And it created all sorts of stress and problems for me, this business. The business that used to give me great joy and satisfaction, now it was all stress and problems. And I tried lots of different ways to, to fix the problems in the business. I tried getting other people to run it for me, getting other people involved. But I didn't realise, and I was avoiding the issue, and I couldn't see because of all my stress and problems, that the solution was to simply let go of the business, was to sell the business. And the reason for that was, again subconsciously, I kept feeling that, well, if I don't have this business, how else am, what else am I going to do? How, how else am I going to make the money to give me the lifestyle that I have? And eventually it got to the point where I thought, I have to get rid of this business because I really just don't enjoy it at all. And I have no idea what I'm going to do instead, how I'm going to carry on and make money. But I'm never going to find out while I'm still focused on, on dealing with all the problems and stress in this business. I need to create some space to allow myself to find other opportunities. And of course, that's what happened. I sold the business and after a while I did see other opportunities and other things happened in my life and I was able to do things that I enjoyed and that made me a lot happier. So these are some of the consequences of the fears that you have that are causing you to feel frustration, stress, anxiety and worry that make sure you keep doing the things or not doing the things that keep bringing you what you don't want and blocking you from getting and doing what you do want. But here's the other thing that happens as a result of your fear, and it's something we're hardly ever aware of, very few people are aware of this, and that is you actually experience, when you're afraid of something, you actually experience the very thing that you're afraid of. The very thing that you're afraid of is what you get to experience, the thing you're trying to avoid, and it's your fear that guarantees that you're going to experience it experience what you're afraid of. You know, in the book of Job in the Bible, it says, the thing I greatly feared has come upon me and what I dreaded has happened to me. And this is true. And there's a biological reason why this is true, but you can prove it to yourself. So really think about the problem that you're facing. Are you in a relationship that is that, that has problems and you're worried about the future that if you don't resolve these problems, you're not going to have the intimacy and love and true connection and all of the wonderful experiences, the family life, all of those things that you think a relationship should be about, aren't you worried that you're not going to experience those things and you're going to look, you're going to have regrets and, and that you didn't experience all those things, all the good things. But here's the thing, isn't it true that the lack of intimacy that you're worried about the frustration, the lack of communication, the lack of good times and, and really happy, easy times together as a couple, you're not experiencing those now. That's the way your relationship is right now. It doesn't have good communication. It doesn't have the, the intimacy that you desire. It doesn't have the, the good feelings that you desire. So you're actually experiencing what you're worried about that might happen if you don't fix this problem. Same thing with perhaps with a financial problem. If you're worried that you don't, that you're not going to have enough money for you to do the things that you want to do for you to be happy, isn't it true you're not feeling happy now? You feel like you don't have enough money now to do the things you want to do. So all the things you're worried about feeling, you're actually feeling them right now. If you're worried that you won't have enough money to enjoy life, 
or you won't have a good relationship to enjoy life, that worry means you're not enjoying your life right now. So these are just some of the reasons why fear is the real cause of why you don't get what you want and why you do get what you don't want. When you're afraid of what you think might happen, you stay stuck, you stay confused, overwhelmed, you react, you do the wrong things, you avoid doing the right things. You can't see the obvious, which are the right things to do. And you live with the experience of the very things that you're afraid of. So what's the solution? Well, it's pretty obvious, isn't it? Get rid of your underlying fears. That's all you need to do. Simple. Just get rid of your underlying fears so that you get unstuck and start doing the right things. Well, it's simple, isn't it? But, it? but it's not easy. And I'm not saying it is easy. But think about this for a moment. What would your life be like? What would you be like if you had no fears? Now, I'm not talking here about logical fears, such as you know, walking off the top of a 10-story building or, or driving a car down the wrong side of the road. I mean, these are logical, rational fears. And they're not any good to have. They're essential for survival, aren't they? Obviously. So not all fears are bad, but I am talking about the fears that are bad, which are the ones that are holding you back in your life. The ones that are illogical simply because they're based on, on ideas about what you think might happen in the future. So think again about what sort of person you would be if you got rid of these illogical fears, of these ideas in your head about what you think might happen in the future, the things that are holding you back. If you had no fear for the future, if you thought only good things were going to happen in the future, rather than building up these pictures of all the bad things that are going to happen. And no fears that you would be doing ever the wrong things. So instead, what if you knew with certainty that things were going to work out well for you in the future? That everything was going to be great? Now, I'm not talking here about just positive thinking or, you know, trying to be an optimist or really just fooling yourself or trying to fake it. But I'm talking about a confidence, a deep knowing. It's like in your DNA, in, in your being. You just know things are going to work out well in the future. You don't necessarily know what it's going to look like, but you just know, yes, I know things are going to work out well in the future. You know there's nothing to worry about. Everything has a purpose, a real positive purpose, that you're on the right track and everything is and will continue to be great for you. Now, you might, you might think this state is impossible to achieve. You might be thinking, oh, come on, Liam, get real here. There are far too many things going on in my life and in the world for me ever to feel like that life is wonderful and perfect. What are you on? But the truth is, there are people in the world who feel positive and optimistic about the future on a deep and knowing level. I'm not talking here about the fakers, the talkers. I'm talking about people with a genuinely positive outlook. Now, there might not be many of these people, but they do exist. And here's the thing about those people, those few people. They are the true leaders. They're the true inspirers for the rest of us. These are the people that we admire. We like them. We, we just feel this, this energy. We gravitate towards them. They're attractive. 
They might have been through a lot of hardship in their life, but they're not resentful. In fact, quite the opposite. They're as grateful for the bad things they've experienced in their life, they're just as grateful for those, perhaps even more so, than for the good things. You know, think of people like Nelson Mandela, for instance. So what are these people like? What's the real difference? What makes them so compelling and attractive? Well, it comes down to they don't really have any fear. And that creates qualities in them that makes them seem different and magnetic in their personality. And let's face it, we find them magnetic and attractive because deep down, that's the way we would like to live. We would like to live with the freedom of not having any fear, of not being held back by worry, stress and anxiety, particularly all these thoughts that go on our head that just keep us confused and stuck. So isn't it true, coming back to the question of what would your life look like if you didn't have irrational fears and you weren't being held back by those, wouldn't you be confident? You know, wouldn't you be excited about life? Wouldn't you appreciate all of the good things that you have in your life that are going around you? And you wouldn't beat yourself up when things didn't go the way you expected. You wouldn't get upset if other people got upset by you, or if they didn't like something that you said or did. Because in that situation, you'd have the attitude, hey, I made a mistake. It wasn't intentional. I'm just doing my best in life. And if you don't like it, or somebody else doesn't like what I do or what I say, I'm really sorry, but that's actually your problem. It's not mine. I'm just doing my best. You know, the saying goes, and I think it's very true, that when you do something or say something, the people who matter don't mind, and the people who mind don't matter. And when you're feeling confident and optimistic and truly knowing that the future is all going to be good, what do you do? You take more action. You're not stuck with confusion and frustration and all, spending all your time analysing everything or trying to gather more information before you act. So you take a lot more action. You take a lot more positive action. And of course, you learn from your action. So your learning curve is a lot steeper. You make a lot more progress in your life, positive progress. And you get rid of the things that are in your life that aren't serving you. You get rid of them as quickly as possible because you know that better things are coming along. And that includes removing the people from your life who are no longer right for you. Sometimes that can be difficult. But if you know that it's what is best for you and best for them, and that they have a bright future as well, and you have a bright future, you don't let things that are wrong hold you back. Relationships that are wrong, you don't allow them to hold you back. You don't allow them to continue. That can be romantic personal relationships, it can be business relationships. So you allow each of you, you and the other person, to move on to something better in life. And you also become a lot less critical and judgmental because you know that everyone is on a different path and everyone is on the right path. They're on the path that's right for them and your responsibility is to stay on the path that's right for you. You'll also get rid of a lot of the baggage and clutter out of your life and you'll think, all this stuff that's been rocking around in my head and all of these things I've been trying to patch my life up with, I don't need any of that anymore. All I need is what's going to make me good, make me feel good, make the people around me feel good. 
And the people around me, they're only going to feel good when I feel good. And when you have less stuff in your life, when you have less clutter, you appreciate what you have a lot more. It becomes a lot more pleasurable. And you really start to appreciate what your life is, what the precious and magical gift that your life actually is. So the answer is clear. Make eliminating your fears your number one mission in life. Simple, but not easy. But the rewards are so worth it. And as you start to work on removing your fears and as they start to fade away, you start to see life differently. The world around you is going to seem different because your awareness, which is created in your brain, is shifting. And you'll see yourself differently. You'll see the truth more clearly, not only about the world, but about who you are. And when you start to see things differently, you'll start to act differently. You'll no longer be stuck in confusion and overwhelm. You'll develop clarity and confidence. And you'll start to do the things that bring you what you really want and fewer of the things that you don't want. And you'll let yourself off the hook and you'll feel the exhilarating freedom of actually being your true self, being the best that you can be, which is your whole purpose for being alive.